Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We had a fun weekend celebrating uh, Queen Christy. Queen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was fun. It was like, it was the best, actually. It, I was. I texted you guys after, because Kelly and Christy and I we go on trips every year, and they're always super fun. We always have a really good time, and we go places like Nashville and Charleston, South Carolina, and places like that. And this time we just stayed in like a little condo in a teeny town, and there was nothing around, and it was the it was the best one I think. Yeah. It was one of our funnest girls trips. Yeah, for sure. And I also felt like, I almost felt like it wasn't, well, I felt like it was perfect timing, but I wasn't like anxious to go home. Like, oh gosh, I've been gone forever because I had left like on Thursday and come home until Monday night. And normally Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I've been gone so long. And like, I feel like I really need to get home. And I was just like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, because it was so fun and like Loki in a way, but also Wilden in a way. Like, right? We did a lot of fun stuff. We sang karaoke for hours. Oh my gosh! Days. Yeah, in our in the great. condo, we didn't go anywhere to sing karaoke. It was just us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm shockingly didn't get any complaints, but I did get a complaint within an hour of the renter that came the next day. So somebody was probably definitely like pissed about stuff and just didn't say anything until Oh no. But whatever. It's all good. It's all good. It's not like that stuff happens all the time and it was so much (laughs) fun and it was worth every freaking minute of it. And yeah, we went to an escape room and it was just and we We got got out. out. We did. We took a little extra time, but that was only because it was on Saturday, right? Yes. And that was April 1st. And the employees played an April Fool's joke on us. So they decided to give us an extra few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> because we got really distracted by the April yes. Fool's thing, yeah. which was hilarious. And they said they were all like waiting with like bated breath for somebody to pull the thing well, because <laughs> that jumped so- out at us. Yes. So the thing is, is that it was one of those, like, you know, those fake peanut containers that the like snakes flies out of, (laughs) which I feel like you found. Well, because I was like, look, it's nuts. Too bad they're not cinnamon. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I remember. And it was like on the, in the second, so we got out of one room and went into another. And in that second room, pretty early on, on the mantle, you saw that thing. And in my head, I was like, well, why aren't you opening it? Like, cause there could be something <laughs> in it. Cause you're just like opening everything that you can come up, find like that. Except, and it's just that. Like, except you didn't open it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. That is funny. And so then literally like, so they must've been like, this is it. And then it was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I feel like it was quite a bit later, like maybe like 10 minutes, 15 minutes later. And then I was like, let me open this thing. Cause maybe there's something in it. And I <laughs> opened it and the thing just shut out. And I was like, <laughs> we we all screamed. You jumped backwards. <laughs> and then we laughed. And then they came on the intercom and said, April Fools. Right. <laughs> we and we were, dying. but we were laughing so hard that we didn't even hear them say that. And then we were like, what? What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, April Fools. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was great fun. We all worked really well together. I feel yeah. like. We and did. We did. Yeah. yeah. And we figured that stuff out. We sure did. The puzzle yep. was hard. The puzzle was hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think we completed it. I think it just like happened to open because we got like well, but we did though. We had one in it. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And then we went to dinner. And then there super like, good dinner. Randomly across the street, there was an adult arcade, and we were like, "Well, we just found out what we were doing after dinner." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go in and play a couple games. Two hours later, yes, <laughs> we, have, yes. we come out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Lights are all like bright, you know, we can't see. Yeah. It was daytime yeah. when we went in. It was not when we left. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. It was a lot of fun. A lot really of fun. fun. Pac Man, racing, air hockey, all the things. Basketball. Christy beat everybody in free throws. No, Did I didn't. Beat Kelly? Kelly. No. Oh, Kelly okay. Beat me. Darn. Jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I won racing. Yes. Yes. I also won for sloppiest shirt. Yeah. Oh gosh. 
standing behind the basketball people and the ball just bounced and knocked my glass of wine out of my hand <laughs> and all I'm over too. me. Me too. I yes. was beside you and it hit Oh, me that's too. right. So anyway. Good times. And then we ended up times. in a bathtub singing. Yeah. More and singing. Most of you who follow us on TikTok or Instagram probably know that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our weekend. That's how we do girls' nights or girls' mm-hmm. weekends and birthdays. Yes. Happy mm-hmm. birthday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birth month. We can just talk about it all month. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> That's all I have. I was exhausted for days. I still feel exhausted from it. Yeah. In the best way possible. (laughs) It is. It was the best. Um, Well, yeah, I don't have anything else except two new Patreons. Two new Patreons. We have Jessica L. Thank you so much, Jessica. And Samantha J. Yes. Welcome in, ladies. Yes. Hopefully you enjoy all the content that you have over there now. We're happy that you're here. And um, we're happy that you guys are in the closet, in the closet. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. I'm spring breaking over here. That's what I'm oh, doing. Yeah. So that's all I have. Do you have anything? I don't think so. I think we're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned for some big announcements coming up later on in the month. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have. And I have a crown. Let's do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here we go. Mm. I'm ready. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong time to grab my drink and take a drink. <laughs> we are going to have a little bit of a longer case today. So you're going to have to bear with me because I went really deep. Oh, man. Okay. On this one. So today we are heading to Tennessee. Oh, okay. We're in Tennessee. <laughs> a small town just 40 minutes north of Nashville called Springfield. Oh, Okay. Very small town. It's close Mm -hmm. to the Kentucky border, and it has a population of just 18,000 people. Hmm. Okay. It seems to be a very sweet country town, from what I could tell. Mm -hmm. Lots of land and woodsy things and, like, small little stores. The case comes to us from a resident of Springfield named Ty. Oh, somebody who actually lives there now? She grew up there. And still lives there and works oh. there. And she knows the family. Oh, whoa. Alrighty then. Because it's a very small town. Mm-hmm. You'll be frustrated by the end of this one because it is unsolved, technically. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, I have a little bit of a hankering to take myself down to Springfield and figure it out. Oh, well. I mean, that's a short drive for me so I can meet you. I there. mean, we totally <laughs> should meet there. Ty. Yeah, we're gonna meet you <laughs> maybe get one your, day. Get your guest room ready for us. <laughs> no, do not let strangers stay in your home, even though we will not murder you. Still not a good policy, right? Um, I did look up to see if there's any hotel there, and there are, in fact, two. Oh, okay. In the area, so you know, All right. All right. May, I may be serious. This is the disappearance of Jennifer and Adriana Wicks. That name sounds familiar. It's not a common name. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jennifer K. Wicks was born August 16th, 1982 to parents Michael and Kathy in small town, Tennessee. Her parents did not stay together and mom, Kathy, went on to marry and have two additional daughters. Jennifer's dad also had three daughters. So Jennifer had five sisters. Oh, wow. Which is super cute. Mm Mm-hmm. She adored all of her sisters and was very close to all of them. And they would all actually get together for sleepovers. So like, even though some was from her dad's and some were from her mom, they would still all hang out sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. She primarily lived with her mom and she loved taking care of her two younger sisters that also lived there. And she was very much a motherly big sister. 
Jennifer is described as being quiet and soft-spoken. She was kind and very nurturing. She wasn't super outgoing. She kind of stayed to herself a little bit, but she did have a small, very tight-knit group of friends. She loved writing and she liked poetry. She was known for always writing beautiful letters to everyone. It's like she loved – Yeah, so if her and her mom got in an argument, she would write her a letter apologizing or like if something in particular made her happy about someone else, she would write them this nice letter. Just like to write letters. That's sweet. I used to write my dad letters, but it would always be like, you should quit smoking. Otherwise, you're going to die and you're never going to be able to walk me down the aisle. What she did. Wow. She did is much nicer than what I did. Okay. So you're like Jennifer, but dark. Yeah. It. Yeah. I was trying to, trying to get him to stop any way I could. <laughs> anyway. I mean, the effort, the effort is nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jennifer's mother described her as being a very determined young lady who was never a quitter. And her nickname was Jen. Hmm. Okay. She attended White House High School. For some reason, got tripped up on that. White House Mm -hmm. High School and graduated in the spring of 2000. Same, Jennifer. After that, she worked odd jobs around town. She hung out with her friends. She dated a little bit. She was like a typical teenage girl figuring out what she wanted to do with her life. When Jennifer was 19 in the spring of 2001, she announced to her family that she was pregnant. Oh, okay. Even though she was very young and this was not planned, she was very excited to be mm-hmm. a mom. On January 14th, 2002, Jennifer gave birth to a beautiful baby girl that she named Adriana Nicole Wicks. Adriana's father made the choice not to be involved in her or Jennifer's life, and his identity actually has never been publicly revealed. Oh, wow. Huh. Although the family does know. Right. But they're just not naming him. Hmm. So Jennifer and Adriana lived with her mom, stepdad, and two younger sisters. Jennifer did continue working after her baby was born, but she would work second shift, like Mm -hmm. in the evenings and nights, so that her family was able to help take care of Adriana while she worked. Okay. Adriana was perfect. She was beautiful. She was happy. She got very excited over everything and was very inquisitive and joyful. She loved to cuddle and she loved the show Blue's Clues. Oh my gosh. I do you remember that, that show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen that in forever. Well, it's not on anymore, right? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know either. Anyway. So everything was going really well. And about a year after Adriana was born, Jennifer's mom, who remember they're living with, got a job that required them to relocate to Las Vegas. Okay. So Jennifer, who was 20 at the time, decided that she wanted to stay in Springfield because she had a lot of extended family there on both her mom and dad's side. So she had grandparents, she had um, aunts and uncles and a lot of cousins, and she wanted to stay where she had that support system and for her daughter to grow up around like a big group of family. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer and Adriana moved in with her aunt and her aunt's son. Okay. And every now and then they would also stay with her grandparents, but they mostly lived with the aunt. So it was there that Jennifer met one of her cousin's friends named Joey Burton. Joey was a small town country boy. His family owned about 55 acres in town, and he lived on their property in a building that he turned into a living space. Okay. So from what I understand, I'm thinking like she shed type thing Mm -hmm. like that vibe where he's like you buy a building from the home depot and finish it in the inside and make it a house of sorts i guess Mm -hmm. and that was on his family's property so um jennifer fell head over heels immediately with joey and the two of them began dating and got very serious very quickly He seemed to accept Adriana as his own, and they all had a lot of fun together Mm -hmm. at first. 
A few months into their relationship, things took a turn. Joey started to become controlling and very volatile towards Jennifer, and they would break up and then get back together and break up, which is just like the worst cycle Mm -hmm. ever to be in. In September of 2003, things really like hit the fan. Joey's mom dropped Jennifer and Adriana off at Jennifer's grandma's house, and Jennifer Mm -hmm. was frantic, like hysterical. Joey had allegedly threatened their lives and his own with a gun. And I guess when his mom like walked in on it, he told his mom to get them out of the house before he did something. So like red flag, red flag. Oh gosh. Yeah. No kidding. So Jennifer was scared and she was extremely upset. And so she broke up with Joey. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. Okay. Also around this time, Jennifer's mom, stepdad, and sister decided to move back to Springfield. Oh, they're coming back. They're coming back to Tennessee. So Jennifer and Adriana moved in with them, and they fixed up the basement for them so that they could have their own little semi-private like living space. So mm-hmm. they had like a little living room with a couch and a bathroom and a bedroom. And, you know, I think they might have had their own entrance and stuff like that. So Joey was not allowed at the house Mm -hmm. or anywhere near them because of the incident that had happened right back in September. However, unbeknownst to her family, Jennifer began seeing Joey again in secret. Mm. Then in early December of 2003, so this is just a couple months after the gun threat incident, Joey just showed up at Jennifer's house and they began packing her and Adriana's things. Jennifer told her mom that she would be moving in with Joey in his building. Okay. So Jennifer's family was absolutely distraught. They were frantically trying to stop her. Jennifer's mom was telling her that this was a terrible idea, that Joey was not safe. That his living space was a building that was not fit for Adriana, who was just one at the time. Was there even like a bathroom in there? I think so, yeah. No, I think it was like you could fully live there. It was just not like nice. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, They called it the party barn. Mm. And it was well known that there were drugs and guns around. Plus, it was in the winter. And this is just like some building you know, on a piece of property, it's, you're not going to be, have good heat, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to be cold. She said, this is just not the place where I want my daughter and my granddaughter to live. Joey then turned to Jennifer's mom and got like an inch from her face and said, you don't have a daughter anymore, bitch. Excuse me? I know, right? I was like, I mean, I don't condone violence, but I would have <laughs> wrote punched him. Like, sure would. Uh. Yeah, like, back up, back up, Joey. At one point, Joey went out to put something in the car, and Jennifer's mom immediately shut and locked the door to keep him out, and she tried to talk sense into Jennifer. Like, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? They were all crying, and she was basically begging her, like, not to go. Like, just think about it. Just wait. Then Joey got super mad because he was locked out of the house and he began beating on the door and screaming and eventually kicked down the front door. Oh my gosh. Kicked the whole thing down. I'd be like, 911, let's go. Well, yes, exactly. That's what they did. Um, And the thing that's sad about it is all of this is in front of the baby. Mm -hmm. Like Adriana is there. So Jennifer's sister, her younger sister, did call 911. But then Jennifer and Joey ended up leaving before the police got there because Jennifer said that Joey had something in his car that he didn't want the cops to find. Oh, what was that, Joey? Either guns or drugs, mm-hmm. obviously, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I don't know, mm-hmm. allegedly. Formal, mm-hmm. formal charges were filed against Joey. And later that day, Joey's mom drove Jennifer back to the house and she took Adriana with her. Wait, Joey's mom? Yes. Did you say? Okay. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. now, and I mean, her parents were like freaking out. They did not want the baby to go, but they can't, I mean, that's her kid. They can't keep her from her. Even more sad, 
because of this whole situation, Jennifer cut off contact with her mom and her stepdad and her sisters that mm. lived there. So she just quit talking to them. Right. Gosh. Adriana turned two in January of 2004, and that whole side of the family was totally excluded from her birthday celebration, which oh, is man. just really sad. Mm-hmm. So at some point during the winter of 2004, Joey, Jennifer, and Adriana ended up moving in with Joey's parents in their home because the weather was just too cold mm-hmm. to comfortably live in Joe Joey's party barn anymore. Jennifer was very uncomfortable living in Joey's parents' home, and Joey's control over her got, like, more and more tight. Mm-hmm. So at this point, she had no job, no money, no car, and no phone. So anytime she wanted to call and speak to her family or anybody, she would either have to use Joey's phone or the house phone, like his parents' house phone. Okay. And anytime she wanted to see anyone or go anywhere, she would have to either call one of her family members or rely on Joey and his parents to drive her. Hmm. Okay. So like, hey, I want to go to lunch with my mom. No, I'm not driving you. Like, you know what I'm saying? She just yeah. couldn't – she really couldn't make her own decisions almost. Right. Yeah. Eventually, Jennifer did start to mend her relationship with her mom and they did start talking regularly again. So that's good. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. First, Joey was like pissed about this because she had pending legal charges against him. But eventually, he started driving Jennifer and Adriana to a McDonald's like once a week or so, so that she could meet her mom there and like visit with her mom. So, like, even that, he's like, I don't want you to talk to your mom, but if you do, I'm going to drive you there and right. you have to be here. And like, you leave when I say. Mm hmm. So that brings us to March 2004, when Jennifer and Adriana go missing. Oh, no. Jennifer was only 21 years old, and baby Adriana was only two. These are young people. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot unknown about what happened during this time and leading up to their disappearance, and some of it is unconfirmed. And possibly just a story that somebody told. But I am going to tell you what we know for sure. Okay. So there's lots of rumors. There's lots of speculation. We would be here all day if I told you all that. But I'm going to tell you what we know. On Monday, March 22nd, 2004, Jennifer called her mom really upset. She said that Adriana was very sick. She was running a fever and she seemed to be having some respiratory issues. And Jennifer wanted to take her to the ER, but Joey and his parents refused to drive them. Mm. So Joey, Jennifer's mom, offered to come and get them. But Jennifer said no because Joey's family hated her because of the legal stuff that was going on. And she was afraid to have her mom come to the house. Mm, Okay. So ultimately, they called Jennifer's aunt and she took them to the ER. So Adriana ended up having a pretty severe urinary tract infection, and she was given antibiotics and told to go see your pediatrician and sent home. Okay. So these infections are very common, Mm -hmm. especially in females, and they are caused by several different things in children. It's like a bacterial buildup in your urinary tract. It you can happen from dehydration, if she had been in a dirty diaper do, too long. But it is also a sign of sexual abuse mm-hmm. in children. So Jennifer and her family were wondering if it was possible that Adriana had been sexually assaulted or abused. Although it was later stated that in the medical records it didn't show any evidence of that, but Again, that's not something that's super confirmed. Right. But it is interesting to me that their minds went there Mm -hmm. and could have possibly played a role in what ended up happening. Mm -hmm. So a couple days later on Wednesday, March 24th, Jennifer called her mom. It was evening. Jennifer was crying and saying that Joey and his parents were being awful to her. She said that she and Joey had been fighting, but now his parents were arguing with her and being terrible. Joey's mom was telling her that she didn't deserve to be a mother, that she was a terrible mother. And she threw Jennifer and Adriana's dinner out the back door and told her that they should eat their food off the ground like dogs. 
Oh, she's a mature mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jennifer's mom heard Joey's mom screaming at Jennifer in the background, and Adriana could be heard crying. Joey's dad was also in Jennifer's face at one point, and her mom at one point was like, where is Joey? And she was like, he's passed out. So, like, I don't know what that means, if he's just sleeping or whatever. Anyway, Jennifer's mom was very upset by all of this, obviously. And she was like, I'm coming to get you. Like, Mm. you don't need to be in this house. Adriana does not need to be in this house. But Jennifer refused, saying that if her mom came there, it would make things worse. And that she was a grown-up. I will handle it. I'll call you tomorrow. So the next day, which was March 25th, Jennifer called her dad around noon. Mm -hmm. So that day from the house phone. Joey was working at a construction site with Jennifer's cousin for for the day. It was like an hour away, and it was just over the state line in Kentucky. Jennifer and her dad spoke on the phone for almost two hours. She told her dad that she was unhappy, that she was afraid of Joey and his parents, and she just didn't know what she was going to do. There was so much fighting, like – I can't, I don't, I feel like I can't get away, you know, that type of thing. Poor thing. She was, I know, poor, and she's so young too. She's Mm -hmm. 21 year old mom of this little girl. She was planning on visiting her dad that weekend and was telling him how she was looking forward to it. She couldn't wait to see him. She couldn't wait for him to see the baby. So her dad obviously offered to get her and Adriana out of the house, but Jennifer said, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go now. And she said, listen, I got to go because Joey is on his way home from work now, and we're planning to go for a picnic later. Mm-hmm. So later that afternoon, Jennifer also called her aunt, the one that she lived with, and the conversation was brief because her aunt had like an obligation that she had to get to. But Jennifer did tell her about some of the issues that were going on with her and Joey and like the fight with his parents that had happened the night before. And Jennifer's aunt told her, she's like, look, I got to go and I'll call you later, but I'm going to leave a key out for you in case you need to leave and you need need someplace to go. Okay. Meanwhile, Joey's boss reported that on that same day, sometime mid-afternoon, Joey came to him and said he had gotten a phone call and he needed to leave and go home. Like, I I got a call and I've got to go. They don't know who the call was from or what was going on. Jennifer's cousin drove Joey home and dropped him off like late afternoon at some point. Okay. Okay. Now we are at the part of the case where what is said to have happened is not actually verified by anyone. So this is Joey's version of events. And as far as we know, there has been no other confirmed contact or sightings of Jennifer or Adriana ever again. Okay. Can I ask so, a question really quick? That might mm-hmm. not be relevant. But okay, so she was on the phone with her dad for two hours. Do we know what mm-hmm. time that was? Between 12 and 2. Okay, and do we know what time he got dropped off? It said late afternoon, so I'm assuming like four or after, between four and five, something like that. Okay, because I was wondering, like, she said he was on the way home. How did she know he was on the way home? Good question. Because she didn't have her own cell phone, right? Like, he texted her while she was on the phone or something. Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Unless he told her, I'm going to be home between four and five or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So Joey's version goes like this. Joey said they went to go on their picnic. They drove around and he and Jennifer got in an argument because Jennifer wanted to move out of his parents' house and back into the building because she felt uncomfortable living with them because of the way they were treating her. Mm -hmm. They went home, but Jennifer refused to go inside. She said, no, I'm not going in there. I don't want to live here. So she asked Joey to drive her to a nearby gas station and she said she would call someone to come and get them. Okay. Which this is not uncommon for them. Remember, they break up, they get back together. It's kind of a, a pattern. So this right. is, he's just like, oh, we're just going to break up for and, a while. And he drives her to places to meet people too all the time. Like he won't bring them to their house, but he'll bring them to McDonald's. So right. maybe he'd bring her to a gas station to meet someone. Right. Okay. So he agreed to do this. This was around nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. They drove first to a grocery store, he says, 
and Jennifer went inside where he assumed that she used the phone. Okay. Called someone to come and meet them. He then she then asked for him to drive her to a nearby Exxon gas station, which was just like right, you know, nearby. And he did. And Jennifer and Adriana got out. And then he said that he drove across the street and parked at a church because he wanted to make sure that they were actually getting picked up and he wasn't just leaving them there. Oh, now you're a stand-up guy? Yeah. I roll. <laughs> you can't see it, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Joey then said that a white four-door car pulled up and Jennifer and Adriana got in the back seat of the car. And then he pulled out because he was like, well, they got picked up and he didn't see where the car went. Okay. Oddly, Adriana's car seat was still in the back seat of his car. Mm-hmm. So she didn't take her car seat. Right. So did these people have a car seat? We did. So he goes home. The next day, the 26th, Joey went to work. This was confirmed by his coworkers and his boss. But they did later say that he was acting strangely. Okay. They finished the job early. And so they really only worked a half day. This was a Friday. And so they were done with the job. And then they all went home. Joey claimed that later that afternoon, after he got home, that Jennifer came by his parents' house. She was alone, so Adriana was not with her, and allegedly in the same white car that he had seen her getting into the night before at the gas station. Okay. She picked up a few things from the house, some of Adriana's clothes, her diaper bag, and like some personal items. She said that she wanted them to separate for a while and that she was going to stay somewhere else with a friend. She then asked Joey for her income tax return money. So apparently she had gotten a tax return, like a refund, and she had had it direct deposited into Joey's parents' bank account Mm -hmm. because it's faster to do that than Mm -hmm. like waiting for them to mail a check. And it had just happened, like just gotten deposited. And so they hadn't given her the money yet. Joey's okay. parents weren't home. So he couldn't, they weren't there to give her the money. It was like $500. It wasn't right. like a huge amount of money. So she said she would, you know, okay, tell your parents that I want it and I'll come back tomorrow and I'll get it. Mm-hmm. Joey said that he has not seen or heard from Jennifer or Adriana since that afternoon. So that's the last time he saw her. Huh. Interesting. So later that day, Joey's dad called Jennifer's aunt or mother. It's different in different Mm -hmm. sources. So he called Mm -hmm. somebody from her family and he said, Jennifer came by looking for her tax refund money and I wasn't here, but I'm here now and I have it. So how can I get it to her? Mm -hmm. And Jennifer's aunt or mom, whoever said, well, she's not here. She lives with you. What do you mean? I don't know where she is. Why are you calling me to give me her money? Right. So then they go over to the aunt's house. And they, Joey then says, all right, listen, this is what happened. We broke up. I dropped her at a gas station. She got in a car with somebody, some white car with somebody, and she's probably staying with them. And I don't know where she is. Okay. So... The family was like, well, who who do you know that's friends with her that has a car like this? And he was like, well, I do know that she has this one friend that has a car similar to this. And so maybe that's who it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the family gets this information. And now everyone is wondering where the heck Jennifer and Adriana are, right? Mm-hmm. They're not with Joey. Joey says they're with this random person in a white car. So Jennifer's mom and sister were familiar with this friend that Joey mentioned who drove a white car and they knew where she worked. And so they went to her work looking for her, but she wasn't there. She was out of town. And they said, you know, she's supposed to be back tomorrow, whatever. She did come back. And when she came back, her work said, you know, Jennifer's mom is looking for you. They can't find her. And so she immediately called Jennifer's mom and was like, she's not with me. Like, I haven't seen Jennifer for months. If Joey Mm. is telling you that she's with me, something is wrong. Oh, gosh. So at this point, Jennifer's mom called the police and filed missing persons reports for Jennifer and Adriana. 
Also, and this isn't like super relevant, but they, Jennifer and Joey had had a bonfire planned that evening, like with some friends of theirs that were couples. It was like two or maybe three other couples. And so Joey obviously goes alone. Mm-hmm. And when they asked him where Jennifer was, he just said, oh, she's with a friend. So he didn't tell him anything about like they broke up or like none mm-hmm. of that story. And one of the people that was there was her cousin. Huh. Okay. That he was friends with, remember? Right. So that's right. Just weird. Okay. So missing person reports were filed for several days. Jennifer and Adriana were treated like runaways because we just love it when people do this. Mm-hmm. Rumors flew around about how Jennifer had a bad relationship with her mom and that her and Joey's relationship wasn't good. So maybe she just left. Maybe she just left the area. I mean, this makes no sense because she she had no money, mm-hmm. no car, no phone. Like, where'd she go? She can't get far. Right, right, yeah. Police issued a be on the lookout for Jennifer and Adriana, but they really didn't know where to look because she didn't have a cell phone that they could track and she didn't mm-hmm. have a bank account right. where they could say she's spending money in these places. So they were really kind of at the mercy of people coming forward. There were no witnesses or sightings of Jennifer and Adriana at the grocery store and no one remembered anyone asking to use the phone on that evening. There were no sightings of them at the gas station, that the Exxon gas station that they were supposedly dropped off at. So Joey's version of events could not be confirmed. Like okay. no one could verify him. Like they were like, well, no one saw her at the grocery store. She's not on CCTV footage at right. the grocery store. Like nobody remembers and anybody asking was, the phone. There was CCTV footage? I believe so. <clears throat> okay. I believe so, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. So police went out to uh, do a welfare check at Joey's home and to question him, but he refused to cooperate or let them in without them having a search warrant. Okay. Now, a few days later, so this was on a, I think a Friday for Saturday. So like Sunday, I think they came back and the family then did allow them to do a walkthrough of the house. Okay. So they did go in. It wasn't a search warrant, so they couldn't look through anything. Like, they couldn't open any doors or open any drawers or anything. They just walked through the house. But, I mean, by this time, Jennifer and Adriana had been missing for three days, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They think. Like, nobody had seen them since Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday now. There's no signs of foul play. You know, nothing concerning. But, again, there probably wouldn't be. So many Mm -hmm. days after the fact, Joey did agree to take a polygraph and he did pass. Supposedly, he was asked to do a second polygraph, which was like a voice reading polygraph. And he refused to take that one. I don't think I've ever heard of that. (laughs) I hadn't either. And I meant to look it up and I didn't. But from what I understand, it's a more accurate polygraph. Mm, Okay. Okay. A couple of weeks after Jennifer and Adriana went missing, Joey brought their belongings to Jennifer's family in black trash bags. So, like, he was like, well, she's gone. Here's her stuff. Okay. There did not seem to be anything missing, so it didn't seem that she had taken anything with her if she had, in fact, left willingly. Which is weird in itself, but even more weird when you have a kid. Yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they were saying Adriana's coat was in there. And it's March right. in yeah. Tennessee. So, like, you, you, you need a jacket still. Mm-hmm. Over the next few months and years, multiple searches were done of Joey's family's property. There were four in total. During this time frame, Joey's parents built a new home on their property, which meant they were pouring concrete, digging wells, digging Mm -hmm. septic tanks. They did take ground penetrating radar and a cadaver dog was used, but no remains or evidence of foul play was ever found on their Hmm. property. However, I did read in a couple of sources that although they did search the property, they were voluntary searches and they were only allowed to go in certain areas. 
Okay. So like their family was like, you can search around our house or wherever specifically, but you can't go there. I'm not going to give you permission to go there. I mean, that would be like, ding, ding, ding. Let's get permission to go there. (laughs) Well, that's true, but they didn't have any grounds to do that. And and I will say that, like I said, I read that in a couple of places, but in all of the police's statements, they say that the property was searched thoroughly. And I did read that even a pond was drained Hmm. on the property and nothing was found there. The family... Jennifer's family followed up on every lead and tip personally, like as best they could within their means and like legal allowed. Jennifer's mom said that she slept on the couch every night and left the porch light on just in case Jennifer and Adriana came home. Mm. Oh my gosh. This poor family. I know there were, I mean, they lost two people, two Mm -hmm. young people. Right. There were over a hundred sightings of Jennifer and Adriana in multiple states across the country. Some of them law enforcement followed up on, and some of them Jennifer's mom got in her car and drove and followed up, but they all ended up being dead ends. Nearly a thousand leads came in, but again, led them nowhere. Eventually it was presumed that Jennifer and Adriana were no longer alive because there just was no evidence of them anywhere. Hmm. Mm. So age progression photos were released by law enforcement several times over the years, just in case one or both of them was still alive. So they they released one of Adriana when she was like 19 or 20, because the family was thinking that if even if they could have, if something happened to Jennifer, maybe Adriana was saved, like maybe she was they couldn't bring themselves to hurt a two-year-old. Right, right. And so if she was still alive, she would have no memory of Springfield or her mom or her family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we're looking into the age of social media. So maybe if we put this photo out there, she's on social media and she'll see it or friends of hers will see it and recognize her. Mm-hmm. But nothing ever came of that. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigations joined the case to help And Jennifer's family did everything they could to keep their case in the media and on people's minds. They held a lot of memorial services, like on their birthdays or on the date that they went missing. And even now, they still do a motorcycle ride every year called the Chain Chain of Hope. Oh, huh. Which apparently is like a big party where they have like bands and food and all kinds of stuff. In 2013, police issued a statement saying that Jennifer and Adriana's case was being reclassified from a missing persons case to a homicide investigation. They said that new evidence had recently been obtained that indicated foul play. But even now, that evidence has never been revealed. What the hell? I even asked our listener who lives in the town if there were rumors about what the evidence could have been, and even she didn't know. Huh. So no one knows what it was. Police also did say that Joey could not be ruled out as a suspect, but that no suspects had ever been named and no one has ever been charged. Okay. In February of 2023, a new detective was assigned to their case. So this is not a cold case. Mm-hmm. It is considered to still be open and active. Jennifer's sister, Casey, her younger sister, runs a Facebook page called Justice for Jennifer and Adriana Wicks. She also took to the TikTok and told the whole story of Jennifer and Adriana's disappearance and her thoughts on what might have happened to them. Oh, the family has participated in some larger podcasts to get a community built around them to help keep her case in the media and to keep law enforcement active on it. They are very vocal and public about their opinions. Mm-hmm. There is a $25,000 reward for anyone with any information leading to the arrest and convictions of the person or persons responsible for Jennifer and Adriana's disappearance. If they were alive today, Jennifer would be 40 years old and Adriana would be 21. I will link both the Facebook page and the sister's TikTok channel if anyone wants to like check those out. I love her sister. Mm -hmm. 
love her. Like, I want to meet you, Casey. But you don't want to say what she her theories are? <laughs> um, the theory is, and and it is widely, like, rumored in the town that Joey or Joey and his parents killed them in some way and that they are, in fact, somewhere on their property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if it what they weren't. I mean, I know they said it was a thorough search, but if they weren't able to go in certain areas, mm-hmm. I mean, thorough could be like, oh, well, we got ninety percent of their property; they just wouldn't let us on ten. Well, right, <laughs> or we thoroughly searched what we were allowed to search. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this case has grabbed a hold of me. I feel like this. I have like a love hate relationship with this case because I think it's solvable. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible that it can be solved. I think there's like one piece of something mm-hmm. that's missing that if they got it, it would just bust the whole thing wide open. Right. So I think it's solvable. But at the same time, everyone is doing everything that they should be doing. Right. So like, what more can you do? Yeah. Well, it's it reminds me of, um, I, I literally am drawing a blank on her name college student who went missing that they just like recently in the last couple of years made arrests. It was a big case. Like she was seen walking with somebody on the campus and then, gosh, I don't know. I can't think of the name. Smart. Is it Elizabeth Smart? That's what is entering my head. But for some reason I kept thinking it was wrong. But they had like people. Elizabeth Smart was abducted. So it's not that one. I think it's another yeah, that's why I thought I was like I don't think Elizabeth Smart is dead. No, she was she abducted. was abducted and gone for a long time, but like not. Um, but anyway, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Where they like they have kept going, kept going, kept going, and they have finally, I believe, like basically figured out that it is like the people that they thought it was from the mm-hmm. beginning. <laughs> Chris, so, Kristen Smart. Okay, yeah. Kristen Smart. Yeah. That's why we thought Elizabeth. It's anyway, Smart. something like that because there was like parts of the. The property that they didn't want them on and same kind of similar circumstances. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, so, gosh. Ugh. And the person that they thought was responsible the whole time ended up being the one who was arrested. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they Joey is officially a person of interest, mm-hmm. but he is not a suspect. Right. So, a person of interest, it's a big difference to a suspect if you don't know um, – a suspect means that they're suspecting that they are the ones that mm-hmm. committed the crime. A person of interest just may or may not have information about right. the crime. Right. So yeah. he is a person of interest, but he has never been named a suspect, and there is no evidence proving otherwise. Well, sadly. it's interesting that there is some sort of evidence that makes it a homicide case all of a sudden that they're not disclosing, mm-hmm. but clearly maybe not. T- clearly tied to him because otherwise I would think that they'd be able to get a search warrant then for their entire property if it was something mm-hmm. actually linking him. Correct. Yeah, that's it. true. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a really frustrating case because it's like, gosh, just what is it? What Find what it is. Do better. Search better. Find what it is. But then at the same time, it's like they're doing everything they mm-hmm. can. Like, it's, this has not been mishandled. It's not, you know, like, I'm sure there's right. been some things that have been, you know, missed or whatever, but like, they're doing everything they can. And yeah. They're still active. And like this family at this point, they have said that they they don't even care if they find out who did whatever it was mm. that happened to her. They just want to know where they are. Right. Like they want closure. They want peace. They want a place to take flowers on their birthdays. Mm. Like they just want to know where they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Gosh. Well. Praying that at some point we might hear something since this was just like February 2023 was the like most recent update Yeah, that on was it, when so. the new investigator was assigned. Yeah. So I have a feeling you'll definitely be keeping an eye on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I this will. One. Yeah. A close eye. I'm yeah. telling you. I'll be in Tennessee in a couple months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. I'm just going to take my kids and come down with you. Yeah. Me, you can meet me there and we'll drive up to Springfield. <laughs> I drive right past Springfield, actually, on my way down to Nashville. Really? Oh, yeah. well, yeah. it's sad. Yeah. It's a sad thing to happen in such a small, like what mm-hmm. seems like such a sweet town. And, you know, yeah, sad. They had yeah. both very beautiful, 
young ladies with promising lives. The baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, the baby. I know. Gosh. Oh, well, and I did want to circle back to that um, urinary tract infection. That is a part of the theory, too, is that potentially that was coming to light, that mm-hmm. things were going on in that house, and that that could have possibly been a motive. To shut him up and mm-hmm. get rid of evidence. Right. Of it. Yeah. Gosh. Well, but again, not proven, all alleged. Yeah. Just yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Ty, for bringing that to our attention. We appreciate Very it. Very much. And yes. Thank you for doing the work to You're dive welcome. into it and get it, bring it to light. Maybe uh, hopefully get it out there a little bit more, get mm-hmm. other people buzzing about it. So, yeah, it's pretty yeah. buzzed about. I'm surprised you haven't heard it. Well, I feel like I probably did hear because it, it, some parts of it sounded familiar. But again, I didn't know if it was sounding familiar because of another case that I totally unfamiliar with, you know? Right. True. Anyway, but, and I know you mentioned the podcast that it was on and I have listened to that one before. I just can't say if I've listened to that episode. Right. (laughs) But anyway, so any hoot. Um, Well, thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And yeah, it was a ride for sure. Yes. And hope we get some answers. So me too. Rest in peace, Jennifer and Adriana. Yes. Yep. Well, come find us over on social media. Give us your opinions on this one and any other ones that you may have listened to. Give us a rating and review as we love to see them come in. They come in randomly and we're always so we're, – we're as excited as we were the first time we got one, I think. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. Yeah, yeah. So because, I mean, you definitely you – like you'll screenshot it and be like, look, came through. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so rate and review us if you get a chance and – Come find us over at social. Give us a call. Text us. Yes. We've, got, we've gotten a few and we have answered everyone, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> I think it's so much fun. <laughs> We're super responders. Yeah, we are. So anyways, come find us. All the links are in our um, profile on Instagram. And just always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.